0: Hi and welcome to Think Healthy with Hayley. This is a podcast for women who are interested in health, fitness, weight loss and mindset. So if you want to feel more in control, enjoy food, stop dieting and just feel happier and healthier and getting to where you want to be, then this is the podcast for you. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get into the episode. So, today we are talking about a common question that many women find themselves asking, which is why am I not losing weight? Now, if weight loss is a goal for you and you have been trying but not succeeding with getting to your goal, this episode could be helpful. And it's particularly aimed at women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, which is generally the age group that I tend to work with. I do have younger clients and older clients than that, but 40s 50s and 60s is where often it's it's a focus it's a goal but it's something that is more difficult to do than perhaps when you were in your 20s and 30s and it can lead to a lot of frustration because it used to be easier and now it's not and that can lead to to women thinking maybe it's just not going to happen maybe my metabolism isn't working properly maybe I'm just destined to to be in this in this weight that I'm not happy with and most people's biggest problem with weight loss in this time and in any time is is lack of patience and maybe not quite understanding how weight loss really works and often that's because there's so many diets out there and there's so much confusing and conflicting information and so many before and after transformation photos that make it look quick and easy that it can be really easy to just be confused and overwhelmed and not really know what's supposed to be happening and if that's the case, that's not your fault that's there is just so much out there that it's it's confusing, even as a professional myself working in this industry there's it can feel overwhelming at times the amount of stuff that's out there to see, so we need to keep it simple and we need to focus on what really works and The first thing to note is particularly around perimenopause, which is obviously for most women that's in their forties, and then into menopause in your fifties and then postmenopause in your 60s it takes time around this time of life for weight loss to happen firstly because there's a lot of other things going on with perimenopause itself there's a lot of hormonal fluctuations your body's dealing with a lot of transition and so losing weight is not something it's necessarily going to want to prioritize above dealing with everything else so it can it can seem a bit harder for that reason you can also be dealing with symptoms of perimenopause that affect your energy levels they affect your sleep which can make you more tired more more prone to craving food craving sugary foods and all of that can impact things too if your energy levels have dropped your cravings have increased it's very easy to be moving a bit less and eating a bit more and that's obviously going to impact weight in a negative way so having that that self-compassion at that time of life it is it is more difficult and it can still definitely be done but if you know that you are struggling with those things then having a, a plan to just get some good nutrition and focus on sleep can be incredibly powerful to work on there's other episodes in my podcast that will talk more about that and feel free to get in touch if you if you want more advice but this is going to focus on some key things that help overall when it comes to weight loss so whether you're in perimenopause menopause or or not at any time of life this is, is applicable The big thing to know is when we're especially as we as we get older after the age of 30 on average we start to lose muscle and over time as we get into our 40s and 50s that's become a significant amount of muscle compared to when we were younger and when we lose muscle it means our metabolism is gradually dropping as well so when you were younger you had more muscle that was just burning calories as you're moving about your day as we get older, less muscle and also more demands on our time can mean that A, we're moving less because we haven't got as much time for exercise and B, we've got less muscle to just be moving around with anyway. So our metabolism has dropped and we're potentially not moving as much as when we were younger. Alongside that, we tend to pick up habits around food and alcohol sometimes that are just not supportive of a weight loss goal. And often we try to to focus and be really good in quotation marks for a while and cut out certain foods and be strict on the alcohol but it's easy when life is busy and stressful for those habits to creep back in and that consistency is often not quite there enough for that to create the progress that you're looking for. Another thing that can happen once we get into our 40s and 50s is we, we maybe start to pick up aches and pains just from either from joints being affected by hormonal fluctuations or maybe just through injuries we've picked up or through posture and, and work that we're doing. And we're more likely to be suffering with certain pain that can lead to us moving less again. So there's all sorts of factors that can, can affect how many calories we're burning on a daily basis and how much we're taking in through our habits and through cravings and other things. So it means that weight loss takes a bit longer and it means that we need to be more consistent for it to happen. And one other thing to think about is that if you've done diets in the past and you've worked on doing quite restrictive dieting to get to a weight loss goal, that can impact your metabolism as well. You can get something called metabolic adaptation. And that just means your body becomes more efficient at using the calories that you're taking in because it's had times when it's been, dealing with low calories when you've been on a diet and so it's got used to making the most out of those calories extracting as much energy from them as possible and really trying to hold on to fat cells fat stores so that you're protected because it's sensing that there's not enough energy coming in so we need to conserve as much energy as we can we need to keep hold of our fat fat stores so that if there is a famine, if there's not enough food, we've got energy in reserve still. So it can mean that processes kind of slow down a little bit in the body, and it means then that when you try again to lose weight, it's just a harder, slower process in the beginning. And this is partly because you may have lost that muscle mass as well, and that can also slow things down. So the thing to know about all of this is that there are plenty of things you can do, and you can absolutely see the weight loss that you're looking for if if that means that it gets you to a, a healthy weight. If you're above where you wanna be and you know you have got weight to lose, you can get there. It's just gonna take strategic work and consistency and patience. So the key things that help is gonna be, number one is gonna be your nutrition intake, making sure that calories are at the right level for you and your body and you don't necessarily need to be counting calories although it is a helpful thing to do at least for a short period of time even just one or two weeks just to to learn more about what is in the food that you're eating to get an understanding of portion sizes what foods contain protein as well is really helpful to know and the vast majority of us eat more than we think by a considerable amount and even when people track calories there's still numerous studies that show we over no, we underestimate how many calories we're taking in even when we're tracking them even dietitians have been shown in studies to underestimate their own calorie intake by two to three hundred calories and there are people that are trained to do this stuff so there's still a lot of room for error in calorie counting but it is still a really useful thing to do because it will still teach you some very helpful things to know when it comes to what's a good portion size to make up a meal how can I kind of balance my day out and what's going to work for me and it's going to be something that along with calorie counting it's still really important to to be listening to your body and to be noting okay when am I hungry and eating slowly so that you're picking up that signal from your body of when you're starting to feel satisfied so you can do this with counting calories or without it but The main thing that I work on with clients is to have a a good solid plan for each day so that you know you've got the food there for you when you get hungry for it and you know that that day is going to include the nutrition that your body needs to function at its best. And this can then help you avoid grabbing stuff on the go and snacking on things that are just not going to help you towards the goals that you've got. There's nothing wrong with, with snacking on chocolate or anything else like that now and again but if you're doing it just because there's nothing else available or you're kind of getting caught feeling really hungry and having having some biscuits or grabbing some stuff out the cupboard just because your body's driving you to do that because it hasn't had enough nutrition in the day that's when it can become really difficult it's much much more effective if you can plan the day out so it's well structured you've got meals when you need them snacks when you need them and then you're kind of saving some calories then to to plan in something else you really enjoy at some point in that week which could be piece of cake out with a friend it could be just some chocolate that you want to have and enjoy on an evening it could be going out for dinner and deciding you're going to eat whatever you want in that meal so that conscious choice of having it is is a really effective way to do things and then making sure you've got the nutrients planned when you need them in the day and that means planning your protein in each meal and protein is going to play a big part in helping you maintain muscle or even build a bit of muscle back which is going to really benefit your metabolism as well as numerous other aspects of your health and well-being so that can be a key focus and alongside calorie intake and protein then we also want to look at the exercise side of things and make sure that you're getting getting some resistance training or strength training into your week and doing that will mean that you're again strengthening muscle maintaining muscle or even building muscle back and that's going to have a huge impact on metabolism and on helping you to get to that goal in terms of weight loss and feeling at your best right feeling toned, feeling confident feeling strong feeling like your clothes are fitting you well if you lose weight just through diet alone and you don't eat enough protein you don't do strength training you generally find that you're you can get to a a weight loss goal you can get to a smaller version of yourself but you'll be you'll be slimmer but you'll still feel softer and you have less strength and you won't feel as great. So if you do it through resistance training it's a completely different story and there's so many other benefits alongside the weight loss aspect of it. It can massively impact your your health in the future, it can impact your mental health. It supports your body in terms of staying strong, fit and able to be active for decades to come. And people who have more muscle mass as they get older they generally live longer and there's a big big difference in their quality of life as well so it's an incredibly beneficial thing to do and when we're talking about this topic we're talking about getting to the weight loss goal it's really helpful for that so making sure you've got strength training and and just daily movement as well so keeping yourself active generally and that could be through tracking your step count so you know how many steps you're doing it could be through doing any cardio that you uh, that you enjoy it doesn't it could be anything it could be running it could be sports it could be swimming it's good if you can do a bit of bit of impact training bit of impact cardio which is maybe a bit of running or a bit of hiking or dancing or something where there's a bit of impact going through the joints just so that you are getting that work going through your bones, that impact through the bones, which helps to keep them strong and protects bone density as well. And that will that will impact your daily calorie burn. If you're increasing your activity, doing things you enjoy, or just doing more steps, more walking, that's gonna help with, with seeing that weight loss happen. So we've got nutrition, planning on eating enough food, getting protein, being aware of calorie intake so that the level of calories is about right, it's not too much it's also not too little so that you're driven then to eat more in the evening because you're really hungry. So getting that balance right, which will just come from planning and, and testing things out. It doesn't have to be an exact science. And then getting in daily movement and strength training. They will have a big impact over time, but the key part of that is it takes time. A lot of people who feel that they may have a slow metabolism or that menopause is impacting their weight loss, they're generally, a lot of the time, eating... For emotional reasons and if you're looking closely at your your week your average week it's really important to look for that first before looking at metabolism before looking at menopause look at your habits look at how you're eating look at if you're doing any form of emotional eating perhaps you're eating when you're bored or stressed or tired or because you're frustrated at the scales or just out of habit because things are there all of these things are going to make a difference and they're things that are fully within your control metabolism and menopause they're not as much in your control you can do these things to impact metabolism I've been talking about but that's that is going to take some time and certain aspects of our metabolism we can't control so that's one thing you can affect in the long term menopause obviously that happens to you you can't do a lot about that you can support yourself through it through making great lifestyle choices but if you if you're saying it's menopause and or metabolism that's, that's the reason you can't lose weight that's putting Putting the blame elsewhere when you don't need to take blame for it, but if you take that responsibility of looking at what are my habits like what can I impact and control that gives all the power back to you versus putting it elsewhere where you can't do anything about it and that way you're left feeling powerless if you're looking at okay what are my habits can I do any better with those then you have the opportunity then to create that change that you're looking for but so many so many of us expect results to happen too soon and then get disheartened by not happening quick enough or by fluctuations in weight that are completely normal and that can lead to then eating or going off track or just not doing the things you know would be beneficial to do and not being as consistent as you could be and that then leaves you stuck in this cycle. So to get results we need to build a bit of muscle, not to the point where you get bulky muscles but just building back what you may have lost a little bit of over time and gaining strength as a result of that, which is always a really good thing. We also need to make sure you've got a regular eating pattern with good nutrition spread across the day, plus whatever else you enjoy, but making sure that it's consistent, planned food that has the nutrients your body needs. And we need to just make sure that the habits that you've got are supporting you and your goals and that you're being active on a day to day basis. And and all of this stuff takes time to put into place and takes time to take effect. So it's really important just to focus on small steps and seeing progress within what you're doing and not waiting for the scales to validate what you're doing. Making sure that you, you are keeping track of the actions themselves. And if you see that your actions are improving, heading in the right direction, that's great. The weight loss is always going to be a delayed result of that. So you can't just do a week of all these great things and expect it to translate into immediate progress on the scales. It may do, but equally you may be in a week where your hormones are fluctuating and you're actually retaining a few pounds of water, so it looks like nothing's happening. So focusing on what you can control is the most important thing. And it's helpful to think as well that it it usually takes quite a lot of time to gain the weight that you wanna lose. We don't gain a stone in seven weeks, which is often what people say a good amount of time to lose it in and it's a different thing because when you're trying to lose weight obviously you're being much more focused on it you're not focused on deliberately gaining weight in a short period of time but we tend to accumulate weight just through habits that we've got over time and our lifestyle and just how things kind of work out for us in terms of activity and food intake and so it makes sense then it's going to take a bit of time as well for that to change if we're doing it in a sustainable way You could obviously cut calories and cut out carbs and exercise loads and get that weight off quicker, but as you may have experienced through doing that before, or through doing restrictive diets, it doesn't tend to last, it doesn't teach you anything, it doesn't help you build habits and routines that are going to stick, it just makes you miserable for a short time and then you're very likely to put that weight back on because habits and routines are what help you keep it off, so we need to take the time to build them. And processes like building a bit of muscle to help increase metabolism and things like creating enough of a calorie deficit to see weight loss happen from body fat stores as well, rather than just losing water and muscle, which is often what happens in quick, fixed diets. That also takes time. To build muscle, it's a fairly slow process, but it's 100% worth doing for the impact it has on the rest of your life. And creating that calorie deficit if we think that a pound of body fat is the equivalent of about three and a half thousand calories that means that to lose a pound of pure body fat you have to eat three and a half thousand calories less than your body requires let's say over the course of a week and that's where knocking off 500 calories a day from your daily intake often comes from like that might have been a goal that's kind of been set for you before if you've done particular eating plans so that's not an easy thing to do on a consistent basis and if we reduce our calorie intake by too much then our body tries to compensate by reducing our calorie burn as well and that's where you might feel tired and lethargic and want to sit down for longer and find yourself just not doing some of the activities you'd normally be doing in day-to-day life and, and moving around as much so often people find that they've cut their calories but then they feel really tired and they don't maybe see the connection between why that's slowing weight loss down as much as it can do. But our daily movement, if if we're looking at how much we just move around generally over the course of an average day, that equates to a lot of our calorie burn. And if that reduces, you could end up burning, easily burning 500 calories less than you otherwise would be. So it's easy to kind of knock out your calorie drop that you've just created by moving less, with sometimes without even knowing so it's all about finding the right level and again that means it takes a bit longer it takes a bit of time because we want a calorie deficit that's sustainable for you and that still gives you enough energy to be moving around and enjoying your life at the same time so patience is so key and it is it just maybe helps to understand that that is just how it works for everyone That is just the processes of the human body And there's no point like being frustrated about it or wishing it was quicker. The only way you're gonna get there is by just following the process. And that means it's really important to actually enjoy it as well. So something I really work on with clients is making sure that what you're doing feels enjoyable. It feels like you'd be happy to keep living this way, even if it wasn't resulting in weight loss every week, which it won't for anyone. Just enjoying what you do, like eating foods that make you feel great planning your foods as well that you just really love even if they're they're not amazing for you you just enjoy them a lot making sure you're doing that and then really being present and really fully getting the the joyful experience of eating those foods just and doing activities that you like and and getting out and moving and appreciating the body that you've got getting stronger and appreciating how great that feels taking care of yourself just in in small different Ways and improving that lifestyle bit by bit. If you're doing that and you're focused on that process and it feels great to you because you know you're taking care of yourself in a better way, then you're going to keep going long enough to see that weight loss progress happen too. And if you want it to happen quicker and and then eat just because you're frustrated that it's not happening quick enough, of course it's going to take a lot longer. And that's a cycle that so so many people get stuck in. So. We need to keep bringing it back to how can i make this enjoyable how can i be patient because actually i'm I'm okay with what i'm doing i actually quite like the way that i'm living now if you do that and you're consistent you will create fantastic results so we need to remember as well that the scales do fluctuate for everyone so you could have an amazing week and like not see any progress on the scales and that doesn't mean that things are not happening Our weight will fluctuate based on our hormones based on how much salt we've had how many carbohydrates we've had how well we're sleeping how stressed we are and so all of that can can impact your weight by a few pounds so you could easily have a a week where you've lost maybe a pound of body fat but you've you're retaining a couple of pounds of water and it looks like you've actually gained a pound. And that can be really frustrating if you're just focused on that number. But when you know the whole picture, you know it's normal for that fluctuation to happen. And you can look at your habits and processes and know that actually, no, I've been on track. I've done really well. That will keep you going. And this is where it's useful, again, to remember that a pound of fat is the equivalent of around 3,500 calories. So if you step on the scales and you've gained two pounds this week, for example, you would have had to overeaten By 7,000 calories in that week. And that's 7,000 calories above what your body actually needs. Did you do that? Like, it's probable that you didn't. I think you'd know about it if you did. So, if you can ask yourself that question and say, Nope, I definitely didn't overeat by 7,000 calories, you can be pretty confident that it's just water that you've gained and it's temporary and it will drop off quickly. What many people do is then head to the fridge or the cupboard and eat that frustration. And that's when it it then turns into excess calories that become weight that you then got to lose again. So patience is key. Another thing that's helpful to remember is if you have a meal that's higher in carbohydrates, so a lot of the time this can be over the weekend, like you might have pizza or fish and chips or burger or something else when you're out and about or a takeaway. And every every gram of carbohydrates that our body takes in and stores for future use it's stored with three grams of water as well. So that can really quickly impact your weight. If you're taking in just a meal that is higher in carbs, it's gonna be a lot of extra energy basically that your body is gonna put away to, to use to fuel future activity. It's not fat, it's just carbohydrates, but it's stored with water. So the scales will go up maybe by a couple of pounds and it's not fat, it's just carbohydrates and water weight. So give it a couple of days of just being back in your normal routine moving around and, and those carbs start to get used up and as they're used up they the water drains away and you're back to your normal weight so it's very normal for especially weekends when we have those kind of foods more often very often to be weighing a little bit more but as long as you don't get disheartened by that and you just keep consistent that then becomes seeing actual progress because that water weight will go but it's so important to look closely at your habits and and check in with yourself to see what could you be improving. Are you eating when you're not hungry, when you're bored, tired, frustrated, stressed? Are you eating because other people are eating and just because that's what they're doing so you feel like you need to do that as well? Are you maybe not planning food and then grabbing stuff on the go or getting to the end of the day really hungry and then snacking and nibbling things in the evening? perhaps you might be eating quite fast and so getting overly full and need to just slow things down so you start to recognize actually i could leave a little bit of this meal behind like it's the portion size is bigger than i need are you drinking alcohol without fully being aware of the the amounts you're having and the calories they contain this is a really common one because calories on alcohol are not listed and it's easy to have your glass topped up and and just be enjoying the experience and not being fully realising what that equates to in terms of calories. So that can be really helpful to look at. Are you restricting yourself and trying to save calories in the day or just being too busy to eat? Not And when you say too busy, I, really that means just not prioritising, taking time for you to eat and then getting to the end of the day and being really hungry. That's a really common pattern that many women fall into as well. Trying to really restrict, especially... And then at the end of the day, your body is just low on energy, low on nutrients, and it, just, it will drive you to go and eat more. And my previous podcast episode talks about that in more detail. So check that one out if you're interested. But that's a common pattern. So that comes back to needing to have a good routine where you are giving yourself enough nutrition throughout the day. We're just looking to establish good habits and good routines that serve you. And if you take the time to do that and you're patient with that weight, It's incredible the change that you can create over time. So the key habits to think about are planning food so that you have what you need and you don't need to keep making decisions all day long, which can get quite draining by the end of the day. And it helps you make sure that you've got something available when you need it, versus having to kind of find something and maybe not having any healthy option available and then feeling like you've gone off track because there was nothing else. And it also helps to avoid getting too hungry and then being driven to overeat. So planning and having what you need with you makes a huge difference. And that means planning in protein in each meal because protein will help you stay fuller for longer. It will support you in the goal of building and maintaining muscle. And it's a vital nutrient that many women don't get enough of. And it's amazing the impact it has on your appetite and blood sugar levels and cravings. So protein in each meal. And then looking for making sure there's a good amount of veg in the day. It's like... Half a plate of veg in the evening meal is something that works really well for a lot of people just to get the nutrition in there. Different colours will represent different vitamins and minerals and antioxidants. So getting in that variety, making a plate look colourful will really help. And same with fruits as well. It's good to have a ratio of, kind of four servings of veg to one serving of fruit. That's not essential. It's just veg has generally less calories, good amount of fibre, tons of nutrition. Fruit will have those things it just has sometimes slightly more calories, a little bit more sugar. nothing wrong with that because it 's still in the grand scheme of things. a fantastic food and it 's not high in calories it 's just helpful to get more veg in there and still get fruit, but just less fruit than veg. but looking for those things, making sure there 's color there 's variety, and it 's stuff you enjoy. Getting in some healthy fats in your day will also make a difference to your energy levels to your hormonal health to how you feel as the day goes on and to then the likelihood of snacking other times. So healthy fats, at least one or two servings of those each day is really beneficial. And that's your your oily fish, avocado, eggs, olive oil, nuts and seeds, flaxseed is a really good one. Making sure there's something in there, in the right portion size, which generally is gonna be a fillet of salmon, half an avocado a handful small handful of nuts and seeds like a half tablespoon or up to a tablespoon of olive oil two to three eggs and looking to see what can i put into my day that's going to be enjoyable and just gives me that bit of healthy fat nutrition and then carbohydrates as well it's still important to eat carbohydrates often we try to cut those out when it comes to weight loss but us women we need carbs we need that energy and that fuel we need the fiber that it provides as well and we're looking for Natural, minimally processed carbs as much as we can, and there's that's fine to have some of the more processed stuff that's delicious sprinkled into the week, too. But when we're looking for an average day getting in some good quality carbohydrates, which would be your potatoes, your uh, beans, lentils, chickpeas, oats nothing wrong with wholemeal bread if that sits fine for you, rice, and that kind of thing. And just especially around exercise, it's really beneficial to have it then because that again will replenish energy stores, make sure you feel nourished, you feel full and all of these things, if you're planning this and looking for what can I add in, like what nutrition can I enjoy, that fuels your body, gives it the nourishment that it needs to to function at its best, to have everything it needs to to feel good, to have stable energy, to be moving more without you even knowing sometimes, you just have more energy and it helps you to avoid overeating and giving into cravings and struggling with with getting that balance right at other times so it's it's a really powerful tool just to be planning good nutrition and and then listening to your body as well when you're eating to making sure that you're eating when you're hungry you're eating slow and just really enjoying it and stopping when you feel satisfied and it's also a key part of that is looking for where you you do want to have something less healthy less nutritious and just making sure that is planned into your week as well so when you look at the week as a whole you can see okay yeah there's two or three times here where i'm just having something that's just a bit indulgent and i just like it and it's worth it to me it's something that i do really enjoy it's not like something generic that was just around and i had some because it was there it's like the kind of thing that i really love that's really pretty special if that's in there too that can help you feel like this isn't restrictive it's not a diet this is just my new way of taking care of myself and living in a way that suits me and my goals and that helps you be more consistent as well. It helps you enjoy the process. And again, if you enjoy the process, you keep going. You don't overeat because you're frustrated. You just carry on with what you're doing. And that gets you to that fantastic result over time. I'd really recommend as well planning snacks as well as meals. So you're just making it as easy for your future self as possible. And when it comes to snacking, protein and fruit are the really good default options to plan in and then protein could be a protein shake could be baby bells it could be protein bars potentially if you're out and about it could be like meat slices it could be like salmon smoked salmon could be boiled eggs Um, and then fruit, so any kind of fruit would be fine for that if that's your default choice that can be helpful because then you can ask yourself okay do i want an apple right now if you think that you might be hungry if your answer is no i don't want an apple i don't want protein i want chocolate you kind of know i'm not actually hungry i'm just craving something and that can help you to to either choose to not eat because you know you're not hungry or just to top your energy stores up with a bit of fruit knowing that i can have chocolate but i haven't planned it for today and i want to have it when i've planned it and it's a conscious thing it's not i'm not responding to my cravings anymore i'm not reacting i'm going to be decisive and make sure i get to choose this on my terms not based on the cravings my body throws up and if it's not on your plan and something comes up that you think, wow, that's actually really tasty. Someone gives you a cookie or something, for example. That could be a good thing to save till the next day. And it helps you to to prove to yourself that you you keep your promises to yourself. You're planning stuff that you enjoy. You're taking care of yourself at the start of the day by making that plan. And then if anything crops up that's that's worth it ideally saying that's great thank you I will save that and I'll enjoy that tomorrow as part of my plan and now and again that it may just be that you just decide you know what it's not going to be as nice tomorrow I'm going to have this now but I can swap something out that I've planned I can maybe have a bit of less carbs at dinner and just keep going like it's up to you but just that awareness and that that decision making ahead of time will make a huge difference in the long term to your goals and then mindful eating is a really really important tool for weight loss as well eating slowly checking in with yourself first make sure am I hungry and then as that meal starts as you have that first bite checking in to see like how how does this taste can I notice the taste am I enjoying it am I fully aware of the bites that I'm having am I tuned into this am I starting to feel satisfied you might notice that the taste starts to fade as the meal goes on, and that's your body kind of saying, This is great, but I'm starting to get satisfied now. Probably had enough, and it can help you to say, Do you know what? I'm not going to get as much enjoyment out of this now as I did at the beginning. I can have this again anytime because nothing's off limits, I can plan it again when I want it. But this is a good time to stop, and I can save the rest of that meal for a like lunch tomorrow or for a snack if it's only a little bit left. Or like if it's something that I will just have to put in the bin, it's better in the bin than in my body as food that I didn't actually need. So that can be very powerful as well. And then key habits around activity. Just daily activity makes a huge difference. So tracking your steps can be really helpful. So you know, just is there other parts of the week where it's a little bit lower and you realise that you could work out ways to just increase that step count a little bit, whether it's like walking at lunchtime or getting off the train or the bus a stop earlier whether it's just now that the days are getting lighter like going out in the evenings for a walk little things that you can do will add up for that even if you can add a thousand steps to your to your day like if you do that on two or three days a week like over time that's going to make a difference so looking for opportunities there where you can just to, to be moving that bit more and and then strength training so strength training to build muscle and increase metabolism two to four times a week for strength training is is fantastic and there's different so many different things you can you can we can discuss about that so that's for other episodes of which there are already some in this in this podcast series um so with that have a look through previous episodes and my instagram page has lots of information about that too and if you need any advice for me to get in touch and then other key habits, we have sleep, water and stress management. And all of these can play a big part in weight loss as well. So sleeping water, pretty self-explanatory, making sure you've got a good sleep routine, prioritising that as much as you can. And with water, making sure that you are drinking enough. That's, that is a habit that sometimes needs a lot of work. A lot of people don't drink enough water. So they're things that... We can cover another episode, but really important things to look at because they can make a huge difference if you 're tired of course you 're going to be craving more food you 're going to be more likely to eat past satisfied or to eat because you 're craving something you 're less likely to do exercise that 's going to support your body and your goals you 'll be less able to lift heavy weights enough weights to build strength, so that has a huge impact on everything and uh, and water. If you're not hydrated, you're more likely to experience cravings. You're less likely to have energy to be active and moving. So water is a really powerful tool as well. And they're both simple, but not always easy to be consistent with. So well worth focusing on if you think you can improve either of those. And with stress management, looking at tools like a meditation app can be helpful. So Headspace or Calm are two of the most popular ones. And then doing things like perhaps journaling any form of journaling even if it's just writing down a few thoughts for the day just to get your thoughts on paper when you're able to sometimes process them better and write down perhaps a different perspective that can help you a different thing you want to focus on anything around breathing breath work yoga walking outside walking in nature anything around stress management can help again to then enable your body to to actually lose weight if if you're stressed you're going to be pumping out cortisol and that is a stress hormone that basically it can impact fat loss and it can also just drive you to, again eat to feel better or eat to to get a little burst of energy to help get you through the next bit of the stress in your day it can also impact sleep which can, can then send up cravings so it can become a bit of a cycle and something that can be really really helpful for stress management is exercise as well so getting out of your head and into your body doing some form of movement something like boxing is fantastic for stress management and you can probably guess why and a lot of women i know really love going to like boxing class and just having some fun with with other people hitting the pads it's a fantastic way of getting fit and it's also good for bone density as well So you're punching if you're doing it with good technique it's pretty safe and it's actually sending impact through the wrists through the arms through your elbows and shoulders all of which are really prone to fractures as we get older, as our bone density decreases. So it's really helpful for that. But anything, any activity you enjoy is going to be amazing to do for stress management and for then supporting calorie burning for weight loss, fitness, health, strength, and helping you to feel at your best so that you're consistent working towards that goal as well. The other side of stress management is mindset work. And... A lot of us will have thoughts and patterns and habits that that cause our stress or that just don't serve our goals as well. And when it comes to weight loss, that is the biggest thing that holds people back is their mindset and just patterns that they've picked up over time. And that can be through doing diets. It can be through just the environment that you've grown up in, but it can lead to having thoughts that basically create self-sabotage. And if you know that your mindset isn't helpful, if you're all or nothing, if you tend to step on the scales and then go off and eat because you're frustrated with them if you criticize yourself a lot and you tell yourself you're just never going to get there you notice these thoughts coming up it's important to know this that all of these thoughts are just neural pathways that have been practiced over time there's nothing wrong with you with any of the thoughts that you've got they're just habits they're just things that have been created because you thought it once and then you thought it again. And every time you thought that that same thought, it just got stronger. The pathway in the brain that led to that thought and that action that maybe resulted from thinking that thought, it was just a habit that you, you practice many times. And so it became something that was kind of well-trodden in the brain as a pathway. And it's something that can be changed with practice. You can create new pathways that are much more helpful ways of thinking and therefore, much more ways, helpful ways of acting towards your goals. And it just takes time and conscious practice to do so. And that comes back to that patience again. So writing down thoughts can help with this. And really looking to be being as self-compassionate and kind and encouraging to yourself as you can be. Thinking about how you would teach a child something new can be a really helpful way to look at this. Because if you've got kids and you're trying to teach them a new skill, something that they're learning that they've not been taught before and they're struggling with it and they're making mistakes and they're getting frustrated with themselves. Would you be having a go at them and telling them that they're useless and that they're never going to get there? Or would you be being kind to them and encouraging them and supporting them and pointing out the things they're doing really well and encouraging them to keep trying because they're making progress? It's likely you choose the latter option, I hope, right? So if you're teaching a child in that way, it can help to imagine your inner child, like the the version of you who's just learning something for the first time because you've not been taught this way of doing things before. We all have that inner child who is just the version of us who just needs a bit of nurturing and a bit of kindness and encouragement. And if you can view that as, okay, I'm talking to my inner child now. She needs compassion, she needs kindness, she needs encouragement. She doesn't need beating up and telling she's useless. That doesn't help humans to learn and grow. So, if you are kind to other people, you need to be showing that kindness to yourself as well. It kind of says a lot that we are kind to people and compassionate towards them and we encourage them because we know that's going to help them, but we don't do that to ourselves. So, if you know it helps other people, you kind of know it's going to help you too and it can just take a bit of conscious effort to do it because it feels weird because we're not used to doing that for ourselves for whatever reason but doing that you will feel the benefits of doing it and so much science and research has shown that that is how we respond best we don't respond well if we're just criticizing ourselves all the time that tends to lead to self-sabotage and just eventually giving up because it's so miserable to be in that experience of putting pressure on yourself and then beating yourself up and never actually enjoying what you do. So all of this when it comes to weight loss, it's a combination of science and and just real mindset stuff. Weight loss will come from creating a calorie deficit over time. All of us will lose weight in that way. There are a very, very small percentage of people who who are impacted by like metabolic conditions and medical conditions that will mean it's slightly different but the vast vast majority of us will get that result from being consistent and creating a calorie deficit and the tips in this podcast will help you create that but it takes a lot of time not a lot of time but it takes more time than we all want it to take so mindset is the foundation of making that happen and that means really looking for all the wins in all the areas that you're working on that's your habits your choices your thoughts the smallest things that you can notice that is signs of progress celebrate those whether it's things you're doing or whether you notice you're getting a bit fitter and stronger whether you notice that you you overeat but you stop sooner than you would have done you go to the cupboard and get biscuits because you're frustrated but instead of having the whole pack you stop with a couple left If that is progress for you, celebrate that. So, so important. It doesn't have to be majorly brilliant things that you do. It could be the smallest thing. If you see that it's a sign of change and improving, really, really, really key to celebrate that. And when you do that, it means that your brain gets that little hit of of dopamine from feeling good about something. And it, it trains your brain to keep doing those things, to keep looking for little wins and keep feeling proud of them. And that creates this kind of positive cycle where you're seeing the things you're doing, you're feeling good about the process, and so the process is enjoyable. And that means that you'll be patient even on those weeks when it feels like nothing's happening and it feels really slow. You'll just keep going because you're getting stronger, you're being consistent, you're enjoying the healthy foods that you're creating for yourself. You're enjoying cake out with a friend and not feeling guilty about it because it fits into your week and you've planned it. You're enjoying looking after yourself by getting out for walks and getting enough sleep and drinking water and all those things mean you just feel better physically and mentally and you might start to notice it in other areas before you notice it on the scales you might see that your clothes are fitting a bit better and you just you feel better maybe your measurements go down a little bit maybe people just say you look well and then as you keep going the scales will be the last of those things to change but they will change and they're not as important as the other things, right? But they are they are an important part of it and there's nothing wrong with having weight loss as a goal. But people struggle to get there the most because they're not patient enough to keep consistent with the process that leads to the weight loss. So find as many ways as you can to enjoy it and to support yourself along the way and to just be looking to take amazing care of your body, to be looking for nourishment, nutrition, strength, health, And if you can see those things are in your week and you're working on it and you're making progress in any area, that's great. You will see things happen. Just got to keep going. I hope that's helpful. Let me know if you have any thoughts or questions on this. You can drop me an email. It's hayley at haileyplumber.co.uk. Or come find me on Facebook or Instagram. And the links to those are in the show notes. If you enjoy this episode or any episode and you have a few seconds to leave me a review it'd be hugely appreciated um or just a five star rating and thank you if you do thank you for listening and I'll speak to you again soon thank you so much for listening to the podcast today i hope you enjoyed it if you have any questions if i can help you in any way please feel free to get in contact with me via my website hayleyplumber.co.uk Or come find me on Facebook or Instagram and I would love to connect with you. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll speak to you soon.